Okay, so it's day 13 and uh, yesterday we spoke about uh, a famous Irish philosopher called Edmund Burke who once wrote, uh, the greatest danger is that good people do nothing. And I'm sitting with two people who um, do not definitely do nothing um, because I'm sitting with uh, Dorian Rees-Jones and Russell Short who are teachers at the British International School Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. And, and uh, you may hear in the background some young voices uh, because they brought with them uh, about a dozen of their gold uh, international award students to spend part of our last night in the desert with us before we arrive in Riyadh tomorrow. And uh, so I'd just like to ask both of you, really, because you're, you're both um, teachers, you've got really, really busy loads at school with teaching, lesson preparation, marking. It's the easiest thing in the world to say that's my job and I'm not going to do any more but I know you guys take an extra step and you uh, you take young people out of doors overseeing the international award giving them all sorts of opportunities so I just wanted to ask first of all why do you do it when it involves you giving up weekends and precious time what, what, what why do you do what you do Dorian um, I grew up in North Wales uh, I was very fortunate to be able to access the outdoors every day, mountains, uh, Snowdonia, and um, teaching here in Riyadh, it's, it's, it's staggering to see how many of the children don't actually connect with the outdoors in the same way that I did when I was younger. And I just think it's so important that, 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 that the, the, the young people get a chance to go out and, and experience resilience and teamwork and bonding outdoors and connecting more with nature, really. Um, I think it's really important in life. Yeah, I, w I was one of those young people when I was at school. I was totally, totally disengaged with school. And it was it was a teacher like you giving up time at weekends that just gave me a bit of direction in my life. And uh, um, and it sounds so easy for someone to do it, but actually the reality is it's a lot of flipping hard work. So, so you know, kudos to you for... You might not have a statue built of you in Bristol or Boston like, like Edmund Burke does, but you deserve one, Dorian. And uh, Russell, what, what motivates you to, to do what you do and give the young people this opportunity? I mean, as Dorian said, um, I have a similar childhood experience in the southwest of England, growing up in the outdoors and playing in the woods and the fields, which... These kids, kids don't really get in uh, compounds and uh, going to shopping malls. But I think, really, it's about seeing them grow and seeing them learn. Because in the classroom, of course, you have a relationship with these students. But when you take them out into a really challenging situation, and you know, particularly on the silver and gold trips... There are arguments, you know, people fall out when they're, when they're walking and, you know, they, they don't get everything right first time. And they, they realise that, you know, life isn't just a, a linear journey, that there are all kinds of turns and bends and challenges. And uh, even, even for the teachers, to be honest, we had a trip two weeks ago um, where we had to make last minute changes because a wadi had been closed and, and the students can see that life is not perfect. You, you've got to get out there you've got to see these challenges and work through them and at the end of it the students when they're talking to each other the enthusiasm they have and what they've learned you know it, it motivates us as teachers I mean you, you can see how much they've uh, they've come on so I think that's a huge motivating factor for all of us that are involved yeah good for you that's fantastic and uh, I think when, when we look back to the launch with Princess Anne in London on September the 27th we had I think a, a gentleman called John May there who's the who's the executive the chief executive of the uh, international award and am I right in thinking the international award is the overseas 
equivalent of the Duke of Edinburgh Award, isn't it? Because I think he told me that over one... I was blown away. He said over one million people are involved in the international award around the world. So, so how, many, how many students have you got involved in it in, uh, in Riyadh? We've got about 75 doing bronze, about 56 doing silver, and around 15 doing gold. So almost 150 in total. And that's in years 10, 11, 12 and 13. Wow, that's fantastic. And, and Dorian, what, what uh, you know, wh- when you spend time with these students at weekends, what, 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 what difference, do you, do, you, do you see a difference back in the classroom with those kids? Have they got a different relationship with you? Um, I'm in a, in a different position because I teach the primary school at the moment. So for me, it's been great getting to know the senior, sco- the senior school students. Um, when I've been out with them on practice and then I go out with them again on the on the actual qualifiers, you can, you can see a huge difference. It's, it's, it's those challenges that Russell was talking about earlier that they've faced and they've looked at, they've overcome and they've made adjustments. And you can just see them growing as individuals. Yeah, we, we we did a we, we did a did a little recording earlier about resilience, and uh, you know, in my naivety, I always think that people of Philby's day, the guy we're following, were much tougher than young people today. You know, you think of Shackleton and Philby and Scott, but, but they were the outliers, and you've still got extreme athletes today doing stuff. And uh, his, you know, the argument of a guy called Joe Owen was that. Um, people are, are, are as resilient today but the world around us has changed and the, the stable pillars of life from 1917 family a job for life probably all that's gone and, and, and young people having to juggle with a hugely uncertain world so so you could argue are even more resilient possibly uh, than, than than the sort of superheroes that I hold up like Philby and Shackleton and Scott and and the like change is much quicker now I think um, you know in, in 100 years ago change was slower. Now it's constantly involving and these students, you know, when they go into the job market in five, ten years and, and their careers, it, the world will be unrecognisable. Yeah, I, I agree, but, but what, uh, what, what difference do you think coming outdoors? So we're sitting in the middle of a gravel plain now, there's one tree in about 20 square miles, we're sitting underneath it. Um, what difference does it make coming outdoors? How do you think that makes a difference uh, to what these, how, how we prepare these kids for the future? You know, what, what, why can't they learn all this in the classroom from a PowerPoint or staring at a laptop? Uh, well, it's, it's, they, they need a place where there's no structure. They don't, they don't have to um, follow instructions. To, it's like um, painting by numbers. Um, I remember seeing an art activity in school a long time ago where the teacher asked them to be creative and do a picture and then gave them the paint by numbers to do and they, were, they had to use the right colours in the right spots. Um, Great for great for learning the rules, but it doesn't help them to be creative and become independent and face those challenges. Like for example, a lot of them when we take their mobile phones off off, off them when we go out into the into the into the desert. Like, what? No mobile phone? <laughs> but then you see them actually learning to communicate and talk to each other in ways that they wouldn't do if they were sitting there in front of their mobile phone, uh, making their decisions and and just talking and interacting. Yeah. Life. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how these things that are aged to communication stop communication, isn't it? It's uh, great. And it's experience as well. You know, we do the preparation sessions before they go out. We show them, you need this kind of rucksack. This is how you camp over a gas, cook over a gas stove. Um, this is the right footwear. But you know that the message doesn't always get in until the students are actually out there and they've got that pair of trainers on which really aren't up to the job or the rucksack which isn't quite big enough and they don't know how to put the tent up and that's when it's like 
yeah, I need to know how this works. And, you know, by the time they've got to their qualifying um, expedition, they really have learnt that lesson in a way that you can't do with a PowerPoint. Yeah. Yeah, Le- learning through consequences is, uh, is yeah, we've all, I think we've all been there. Brilliant. Thanks very much. So we've listened to the teachers and, and uh, Russell and Dorian have told us why they give up their weekends to take young people into the deserts of Saudi Arabia for the International Award. And I'm now sitting with three fantastic um, students, who, uh, two of whom have their exams looming in several months' time, Zaina, Hanin and Christian. And uh, so we're shading from the sun, we're sitting by the side of a, of a bus and we're just going to have a quick chat. And, and what I'm really interested to know, maybe if I start, start with you, uh, Zaina, what do you learn from doing this that you can't learn from a book or from sitting through one of Mr. Jones's lessons at, at the British school? Yeah, honestly, like the unique thing about DV is like the opportunity to work with people and work in environments that you wouldn't get in any other situation. Like um, we're encouraged in our DV groups to work with people that we don't usually work with at school. And just obviously being in the desert in like a place where, you know, we're not used to this sort of environment, working with other people and working in situations which change quickly. Like I remember last year there was a weather change suddenly and having to work to navigate that together in in different ways it's like something that's completely changed my perspective on teamwork and also just being open to new challenges uh it's really pushed me out of my comfort zone to a degree that i like i can't really like um i couldn't have gone in any other way like through academics or through any even of ecas which take place at school and stuff so yeah Fantastic answer. Wow. Out of your comfort zone. So, Christian, you've got a tough answer to follow there. But how, how do you think doing the international war benefits you and, 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 and why do you do it? I think not only does it look good on your CV, but also it improves yourself as a person. Like I, for example, I'm one of those people who make a revision timetable and then I will never follow it. But those three sections of DOV, the physical skill and the service, they gave me something I would do every single week. And I would stay committed to it because at the end, I can see my hard works pay off with the award you receive. And it also teaches you to be like a person who looks forward into the future. So when I finished my bronze award, for example, I instantly thought, okay, what about silver? What am I going to do different in silver? So... I kept changing these activities and I log it every week and like I have to do it because you have to prove that you've done it with a photo, you show what you've done so you can't really just make it up. So it gives those people who they don't really know what to do, it gives you something like meaningful to do with your time at school for example. Fantastic answer yeah and you know what I wish I was as mature as you two when I was at school because um I didn't get involved in the DV yet it was on offer and I just felt all I wanted to do was play football and kick a tennis ball against the playground wall and uh, I just wish I'd done it. Uh, I think you, 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 you've made an absolutely brilliant decision but there's one person we haven't heard from yet which is Hanin who's sitting there very quietly. So Hanin, you know, what, what does it mean to you? you, you have you done your bronze award and silver? silver and I'm currently doing my gold award. Um, I think DAV teaches so many important life lessons. Um, it's, it's not only the, the opportunity that we get to go um, out to the desert and explore with our friends but also the, the lifelong opportunity lifelong um, experiences you learn uh, through the skill, volunteering and physical sections of the DAV award. Um, furthermore I think it just gives you 
a whole different side to what we're used to. Like, as Zena said, we, we're challenged to go outside of our comfort zones. We obviously live in the city where we, we just are at school and go home and that, that's kind of like our everyday life. But coming out uh, to the desert, it's a lot different to what we usually experience. And you just learn so much. You learn how to problem solve um, with the people around you, work with people who you don't uh, usually work with. And um, yeah, just teaches a lot about uh, teamwork and adaptability too. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, 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 let, let's drill down a little bit because you, c couldn't you take yourself out of your comfort zone by going into the gym and trying to run a kilometre in five minutes rather than six minutes? What what, what does being outdoors, how, how does being outdoors make a difference? I mean, yeah, I mean, actually, me and Hanin were talking about this earlier. Like, we don't get the experience of being out in nature, especially, like, our generation. We're so used to, um, like, the technology and being living in such a big city, like, like Hanin just said. And, like, working together in a completely different environment than we're used to. Like, a gym is obviously a way to get yourself out of your comfort zone, and often it does teach you commitment and responsibility and all that. But the desert is different because... There's something different about being really in nature and in, a, in an environment which is somewhat uncontrolled. Like we are used to living in controlled environments and living in somewhere where things could be different has really taught me a skill to become just comfortable with not being in control uh, all the time. And I think that's something that's really valuable to have as a person. So. Well, that's a great answer, yeah. And uh, yesterday we did a podcast and I was speaking about people who do things voluntarily and step forward and make a difference to peop other people's lives. It's giving back into society rather than thinking of yourself, thinking of others. And, uh, you know, and, and I think we all have a great deal to be thankful to our teachers for, don't we? You know, because uh, certainly it affected me at school. And you wouldn't have this opportunity if you didn't have a handful of teachers at that school who were prepared to give up weekends. So it's, uh, it's, it's fantastic that, uh, that you've got two really committed teachers there. Um, final word, Christian. Any, anything you'd like to add that we we haven't covered so far? Is, is there? Is there? You know, you, you, have you done your gold expedition yet? No, we're about to. Oh. In February, we're going to, we're going to Nepal for two weeks. We're going to spend a week of that volunteering at an orphanage, and the other week of that will be like a hiking expedition. And I just. I just think to add on to what they've been saying is that, for example, when you go to the gym, it's all structured. You've got your treadmill, you've got your weight, you know what you're going in for, you know what your target is, and you're done. And then you leave, and then you repeat the next few days or the week after. But when you go outside, you can't plan ahead every time for what exactly is going to happen. Like when we were on our trip, suddenly a dust storm was coming in, and we had to just quickly get to the finish line had to cover our mouths to stop ourselves from breathing in the dust and you also have to deal with like injuries for example Th those are never planned but seeing all of these this happen in real life you won't really get a chance to practice first aid just in in a controlled environment like at school because they don't do these types of things in normal subjects but when you go out when you're like truly outdoors, when you, you set up your tent, when you pack your bag, when you do cooking, those are all essential life skills that you just won't get to practice in school. So I think for every young person, doing this award is pretty much essential because, for example, volunteering, there are some things that will never get done if there weren't people vol volunteering to do it. For example, I found this thing online where people volunteer to essentially be the eyes for blind people to describe what's in front of them. And if there were no volunteers to do it, no one would ever do it. So by starting getting into normalising this whole volunteering aspect of your life, you become much 
better and well-rounded as a person. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Absolutely fantastic answer. And, uh, you know, I, I run a little educational charity in Oman called Outward Bound Oman. It's been running for... Outward Bound's been around for 80... 81 years now and uh, and we follow the World Economic Forum we look at what schools are important for the future for young people and increasingly we see a word starting with an A and ending with a Y which is agility, being able to change direction quickly, being able to think on your feet and deal with, like you just said you know, un unexpected situations and circumstances because we live in a, an increasingly dynamic world and I think you said change happens so much faster these days, it's just amazing but that was brilliant, look thank you very much I... You know, I, I think you're three great ambassadors for the British International School, Riyadh, and I wish you the best of luck in your exams, and I'm just so pleased that I don't have to do what you're doing in May. But you'll be a great success, unlike me. Fantastic. Thanks very much.